Welcome to Second Take, the show that focuses on the issues behind the news. My name is Martin Creamer joins me today to unpack the latest news coming out of this year's mining in Daba. Welcome, Martin. Thanks, Ashni. Now, President Sul Ramaphosa told this year's in Daba that he was determined to remove all obstacles in the way of mining growth. And, you know, he has to remove these obstacles because there's a lot of competition around. And, you know, as uh, he was on the stage ready to come on, was the president of the DRC. And as soon as he finished, <laughs> the DRC president came on. Now, a lot of people see the DRC as the prettiest girl on mining block. So other people say, wow, you know, you've got a fantastic endowment. You've got these fantastic mines, but we can't really get in there, you know. So he can see that the potential for investment is huge. But the red tape is still there. Not as bad as, as it was, but uh, we need to get that exploration going. And mm. we still haven't got the cadaster. They promised the cadaster at the uh, interface with the media that there would be this cadaster coming through. They had a lot of meetings on, on exploration, but one hopes that they will just do it in the same way that's proven successful and they won't come in with certain stumbling blocks. But the, the, the mood of the president, and uh, you know, he drew a lot of, of applause, was that he's determined to get the obstacles out the way because he can see how much it can do for our economy. And at the same time, he said, look, you know, we've got to get the criminal element out of mining. We can't have these people stealing cable and uh, coal not getting to export, and we, uh, even the illegal mining side, he's mm. determined he's, he's got to do something about that. So on many fronts, I mean, he expressed a lot of determination to get this going, and it'll do our economy so good. So it's important that the government sees it as something that is really low-hanging fruit. They must move at it fast. Mm. Now, Sariti Green's call to renewables initiative received some praise at the end of You know, this was incredible. I think... Uh, Sariti has done it correctly and you could see you know, in their presentation people nodding because they are a coal mine and they are coal miners and they're big coal miners. Mm. <laughs> they really, you know, they supply so much coal to our power stations, so many power stations and at the same time they export coal. So they're everywhere in coal but they're determined to take climate change seriously. So they say we take this seriously and we are setting up now wind farm to start with there'll be sun and energy as well but to decarbonize our minds for a start now you know i think that is such an important thing they they're going fast on both routes and both routes need to have fast movement mm -hmm. you know you need to make sure that your iskim has got all the coal which they're going to do and do it firmly and and positively and responsibly but at the same time you've got a situation where the world is changing so at some point in time, they're going to say, look, you can't have this much coal. You've got to start moving over to cleaner energy. They will be ready to do that. They will be going into many places. In fact, they're looking at uh, Kenya and uh, Tanzania. They've already got places there. So they want to do the whole of Africa. And from a point of view of coal, it's got a finite horizon. It's got a finite horizon because it's not going to be there forever, but it's got a finite horizon because of the way the world is looking at it at the moment, and we can't just carry on because we won't be able to export our goods. Mm. The renewable energy, the wind and the sun and the water, it's got an infinite horizon. Well, the wind and the sun has got an infinite horizon. So that's what they're seeing. So they're switching themselves into being an energy business, but not ignoring any responsibilities. And so, you know, there was a lot of nodding of approval of the way they're going about it. 
Lastly, Martin, the world's only women-owned phosphate mine is closer to completing its bankable feasibility study. You know, uh, Adelaide Raiders, I mean, really, we've got to take uh, acknowledgement there that she has really done an incredible thing. She's got this mine going, which uh, is a phosphates mine, which is so important at the moment. The word phosphates is resonant in people's minds because of food and the need to have food security. And the fact that South Africa imports a lot of its phosphates. Mm. And here you've got phosphates there that are going to be done in a modern way, uh, that are more sustainable way. Right four kilometers from Saldana Port, where she's going to begin this, Adelaide Raiders, and then, you know, 100 kilometers from Cape Town. So it's, it's in a fantastic position. She will be able to export, but she's focusing very much on the domestic market to start with, because as we say, we've got so mm. many uh, uh, imports coming through. But she's also looking at uh, the South African development community and eventually further into Africa, because this is um, the start of her activities there. There'll, there'll be a lot more. And she's got her mining license. She's just about got her bankable feasibility done. So one has to acknowledge that she's done an incredible job down there. Adelaide Raiders, and you could see it reverberating around the mining and Darba that people realize this is, could be a good investment for them. Thanks for speaking with us, Martin. It's a great pleasure, Sashni. That's it for today. Join us again next week for more news analysis on the local and global mining industries. And don't forget to listen to the audio version of our Mining Weekly daily email newsletter.